there! Welcome to Ag Trends by AgVend, a podcast where we dig into a new era in ag retail and explore the strategies being used by pioneers in the ag industry. My name is Anna Cardoz, a product marketing manager with AgVend and your host for this podcast. On this episode, we're joined by Connor Lankford from Valley Ag, where we dive into how digital is a sales enablement tool for their organization, not a replacement for their sales agronomists. We hope you enjoy this episode. Without further ado, Connor, uh, I'd like you to introduce yourself. Tell everyone who you are and where you where you are. Yeah, so uh, my name's Connor Langford. I am the Precision Ag Manager for Valley Agronomics, and excited to be here today. Appreciate the opportunity to come on and talk a little bit about our journey with AgVend and what we've been doing with our grower portal. Yeah, so you know, how did you get started with Valley, and how did you end up there um, once you graduated from school? Yeah, so uh, after after college, I went to work for a little consulting company, and I was doing crop consulting with them, working with a group of growers uh, near where I had grown up. And uh, the very first thing that they asked me to do when I went to work for them was they asked me to build variable rate prescription maps for them, and I had no idea how to do that. They didn't have anybody on staff that knew how to do it, and so, uh, but we wanted to figure that out. We had a number of growers that were doing grid were doing grid samples, and we felt like if we could help them build those prescription maps and get them to the machines, we could be a little more efficient than what we were currently. And so uh, that first winter that I worked there, I downloaded Ag Leaders SMS Advanced and went to work trying to figure out how to bring in the grid samples and build variable rate prescription maps. And that's really kind of where I first got introduced to Precision Ag. And so I worked for that company for five years. And then uh, it, in January of 2016, uh, we, I was familiar with Valley Ag and knew Richard Lloyd, the general manager here, and he was, they were looking to consolidate and create a centralized precision offering for their customers. And so um, he knew that I had done some work with precision with the customers that we were working with. And so he came to me and said, you know, would you be interested? So I, I thought that sounded like a great opportunity and applied for the job and um, went to work for Valley Ag in January of 2016 and have been here since then. So um, have responsibility for building and implementing our, our precision offering. And then uh, have, when I went to work for Valley Ag, Richard told me, he said, you know, we, we just want you to build something that allows us to digitally engage our customers. We want it to be good for them. And uh, we want to want it to create some loyalty and some stickiness to us. So I've been working at that since 2016. Yeah. And it's a never ending journey. I'm sure as things continue to change and <laughs> there's a lot going on with customer needs and, you know, environmental needs too. So tell me a little bit more about Valley Ag and about, you know, that business and your organization. Yeah. So uh, Valley Ag is a crop nutrition, crop protection, and agronomy retailer in the Pacific Northwest. So we've got uh, 24 locations um, scattered across Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and Utah. And then we also take care of some customers in Nevada and, and some in Wyoming. Um, Valley Ag was formed in 2006, actually. So it's a relatively new company. And it was a joint venture between Winfield United, uh, Valley Wide Co-op, and Valleywide Co-op. And, and in 2017, uh, we brought in another partner, which was Wilco Co-op over in Oregon. So those three are the partners. And then uh, Valley Ag is, the, is a joint venture between the three of them. It's the agronomy arm for, for Wilco Co-op and Valleywide Co-op. Fantastic. So Connor, a question that I ask everybody, um, you know, and you probably see this more than anyone else with having spent the majority of your career in precision. But 
What's an innovation in ag that you did not think was going to take off, but actually has and has surprised you a little bit? Yeah, you know, I, I actually had to think a lot about this one, not, not because there's not a lot of great innovations out there, but there's a lot of them that have made a lot of sense to me, right? They seemed like really good ideas. The one that I think I really didn't think would take off, and I guess it still remains to be seen a little bit, but when I first saw a drone that had a spray tank on it, I thought there is no way that will ever take off, right? That's just not efficient. They can't cover enough ground, can't cover Literally, enough acreage. Literally, could it take off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, here recently, there's been some pretty cool innovation that's come along uh, there that I really think now that there that has legs. I think that's something that could could go and we'll probably see more and more of in the future. So that one, that one surprised me a little bit, to be honest with you, because I, I really didn't think that would ever be a, a thing. But it seems like there's some pretty cool pretty cool new stuff coming in that that arena that looks really good. Yeah, and you know, as farm sizes change and as there's different demands and different um, environmental regulations and things that growers are looking out for, I'm sure that having that aerial view and a couple of different ways to get into those hard to reach spots is probably pretty helpful. Yeah, no doubt, yep. So, you know, you talked about that, you know, Richard Lloyd really brought you on to kind of have some digital offerings for your customers and to kind of start building out, you said, I believe things that make it sticky to, for people to stay with Valley. And so, you know, what really led Valley to decide on this digital portal for your customers to be included in your business offering? Yeah, you know, so in, in 2016, we launched what we call the Platinum Precision Subscription. And um, we enrolled about 200 customers in that and we we learned pretty quickly that customers are looking to engage with their retailer digitally right um, we felt like we had a number of customers in that offering who who we consider to be thought leaders amongst the customers that we have and it was interesting to see how they used some of the tools and how they use the tools that we offered to communicate with us right so um, we we one of the first things that we offered was uh, some farm management software called AgWorld. And we saw how growers were using that not only to receive the recommendations that our crop advisors were writing, but how they were also using that to send us information, right? Like maybe an independent consultant, um, you know, maybe they wrote a recommendation for them and they wanted to buy that product for us. So they were sending us that information digitally. And so we realized that there was an opportunity there. And then along the way as well, uh, you know, we looked at research done by uh, other organizations, right? So there's the McKinsey Report, for example, the, the Farmer and the Omni Channel, that really identified that there was this need and, and a want by growers to be able to communicate digitally with, with their retailer, that they felt like there was missing, there was a tool missing there. And, um, you know, one of the things that, uh, that we... I mean, I mean, we continue to think that that's, that's an opportunity. We see that opportunity. We know that it's not going to replace crop advisors or folks in the field, but that it's just a way to augment the service that we provide. You know, our, our mission here at Valley Agronomics is to be the agronomy company of choice. Um, we realize that growers that we do business with have a choice. There's other options out there to do business with, and we want to make sure that we're easy and convenient to do business with. So it, it, it just, you know, we, we really believe that that will produce um, loyal customers who want to come back and do business with us if, as long as we can make it easy. So we see the digital piece. Um, we knew that there was a need. We, we heard that there was a need or we saw that need in our own customers and believe that that 
tool can help us be, you know, the agronomy, agronomy company of choice in the areas we serve. Yeah. And so, you know, once it was determined that you needed some sort of tool or portal and you decided on which um, company you were going to partner with, how, what happened next? You know, you said that this isn't a replacement for crop advisors, but you know, how was that communicated from your, from your leadership and kind of what were some of those steps taken to really help that message sink in? Yeah, you know, so we, we've actually been talking about digital engagement here for, for really since I came, right? So we've been talking about it for four years. Um, each year we have an annual meeting where we bring in everybody and we talk about strategy and, you know, things that we see coming down the road and what we're trying to do to be prepared as an organization for those things. And, and digital engagement has been one that we've been talking about for, for four years, really since I got here. And so we've tried to communicate, you know, early and often. And then, you know, once we made the decision to go with you guys and to build our grower portal, uh, we made that decision, I think, in September of 2019. So September of last year, we had that annual meeting in December. We made sure to talk about it, right? That was a, that was a key um, point that we wanted to make at the, that meeting that, hey, you know, this is coming. This is what we're going to do. This is kind of high level picture of how it's going to work. And then, you know, before we actually launched the grower portal, we, you know, Anna, because you came out, we had, uh, we had you out and we went location to location and met with each location and the operation team there and the sales team at those locations, the location manager, and just tried to hear out, you know, any concerns that they had. We, we tried to give them a preview of what we were building. Um, we did it before we launched so that we could get a chance to get some feedback back, right? If there was any major concerns or watchouts or lookouts, we, uh, we tried to, to, you know, just get it in front of them before we launched it. So then that way we had a little bit of time to make tweaks or adjustments. Um, we could come up with a, a strategy, you know, hear what the concerns were to then address those concerns and, and do some of those things. So I think, I think it was, I think we tried to be, for us, we tried to be very transparent in what we were looking at doing and how we were thinking about doing it. We always tried to um, indicate, you know, this isn't about replacing you. This is really just about um, providing another tool to help you be as efficient as possible when you, and as knowledgeable as possible when you go to meet with your customers. So, um, yeah, and you meant, you know, you asked about what did we do after we decided? So, you know, we, after we decided which direction we were going to go, which company we were going to work with, you know, we, we went into kind of a planning mode, right? And we spent a lot of time with you, with the product team, looking at, you know, what's the processes that, that are in place today? Where does this make sense to integrate in? Um, what's information that we feel like is difficult to get to or hard to get to that maybe we can address with this technology. And, you know, we spend a lot of time planning. I mean, I think, you know, of the time that we've had the grower portal and the time that we've been working with you guys, three fourths of it was planning and probably one fourth of it has been executing. Right. And I think all that planning and effort really has paid off for us anyways, that, uh, we're, we feel really good about where we're at today. Yeah. And what were some of those common kind of um, concerns that the crop advisors had as you met with, you know, your entire team across all of the different locations? What was some of their concerns and how were those mitigated with either some product changes or just additional training? Yeah. So that's a great question. You know, we, we heard in every single meeting that we went to, we're afraid this is almost verbatim, right? We are afraid that our customers are going to take this tool and just go show our prices to the competition. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of concern about that, that we were putting a tool in our growers hands that was going to make it easy for them to shop us. 
and that it was going to reduce us to just a transactional, um, you know, a transactional retailer versus a value added retailer. So one of the things that we did is, um, you know, we, we said, Hey, look, we, we hear you and we really don't have any experience doing this. So let's, you know, let's crawl before we walk and let's walk before we run. And we, uh, we actually looked at the list of customers that we wanted to invite and we gave a period of time to every crop advisor to be able to go through that list. And if there were anyone that he was concerned about getting an invite right out of the gate, we, we said, it's okay, we'll, we'll take them off the list, right? We kind of let them filter through that. Um, we also talked a lot about, you know, how do, we, how do we mitigate that risk going forward? And, uh, you know, there was some things that we joked about. I mean, we joked about, you know, maybe we put the growers, um, like the growers credit score, like that's the very first thing that pops up. So there's no way that he can show, you know, show anybody else this information without them seeing that kind of a thing or, you know, we, we made some jokes like that, but, but at the end of the day, we realized, you know, there, we had some tools and we have some resources internally that um, we felt like we could use. We just had to be strategic, right? So we had to think maybe a little differently about our customers. We needed to think, you know, what are, what are the risks of putting this customer in and uh, are, are those real risks? And if they are, what tools do we have to mitigate those risks? And I think that's actually been a good, um, good practice for our organization, irregardless of what we had done, right? It's forced us to think about the customers that we're working with. Uh, maybe a little differently than we did in the past and maybe a little more critically. Maybe we've, you know, we've looked at it and said, well, what do we need to do so that they don't view us as just as a clearinghouse, right? What do we need to, how do we bring more value to that relationship so that they don't feel like they need to go price check us or they need to, you know, double check everything or they want to go to the competition and buy from them and they're just using us to keep them honest, you know? So I think it's been a good, I think it's been a good exercise. Um, We're continuing to learn, right? We, I wouldn't say that we have all the answers, but in this last, it's been interesting in this last round of training that we did, we didn't hear that concern nearly as much. Right. So we met with every location again here just recently and uh, we only had that concern come up once. And so I think giving everyone a little bit of time to get in and get accustomed was, was a, was a good move as well. Yeah. And you know, now that you have your folks in there, their crop advisors that are using the tool, what have been some unexpected, you know, efficiencies or surprises that they've seen where they're like, Oh yeah, this, this is actually a helpful tool and not something that is just another app that I have to figure out how to use. Yeah. You know, so, uh, when we did our initial training, I think there was a lot of concern or, you know, before the rollout, I think there's just a lot of concerns that needed addressed. There's a lot of folks that thought we'll, we'll wait and see, right. We'll see how this goes. And, uh, so now that we've come back and done additional training, um, it was really interesting. The most common feedback that we got from the second meeting was, was, well, how do I get more customers in here? Because there's tools in here that are useful to me. And I think that's, that, uh, that's been a great thing for our, our organization, right? We, when we set out to build this tool and put this into place, we wanted something that was a win-win, right? We wanted something that was good for our grower, but that also enabled the crop advisor to, really do his job more efficiently and to look good in front of that grower, right? If he had access to the same information and knew, you know, the pricing and the, you know, the inventory level and could just really wow that grower when he's with him, then that's a win for our organization. And we really believe we've got some tools there that uh, allow us to do that. And so, um, you know, I think that was the biggest, we kind of turned the headlights on for our customers in this last, or not our customers, excuse me, our internal teams in this last round about that. Hey, there's tools here that, make my job easier and 
in order to get access to them, I need to get my grower into this grower portal. So, you know, what do I need to do? And, um, you know, among those, so I think the quotes functionality is one that our guys see as being a time saver for them. If they can, if growers can just request quotes through the system, um, the ability to send private offers and the ability that gives our guys to look up a grower's price and, and know the price on whatever product they may be asking about. That's a big one. You know, the ability to just jump in and quickly check an invoice, you know, if there's a question about, Hey, I, not, I can't remember what we talked about. Like, did I get invoiced the right price? Uh, our guys can jump in and look at that really quickly and make sure that that's right. If it's not right. We can address it quickly. Um, you know, the purchase history piece, which is new, that got a lot of attention from our, our internal team, right? They were excited about the ability to go in and look at a customer's previous purchase history and have it broke out by product or by month or by year. That tool makes it really easy to get prepared to go into a meeting with a customer or answer a question that a customer may have about, you know, what did I do last year? So our guys get those questions all the time to give them a tool that they can carry on their phone, on their iPad, you know, out to the field with them, out to the farm with them they were excited about that. Yeah. And you talk about some of those different, you know, tools that the crop advisors have. If, if a crop advisor was trying to look up an invoice for a customer or look up their purchase history, what did that used to look like and how long would that take and kind of how is that time savings or is there a time savings I should say? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, in the past, if, if a, if one of our guys wanted to had a question about an invoice, right? If a grower called a crop advisor about an invoice, the next thing that happened was generally a call to the back office. So, Hey, there's a question about this. Um, you know, then that took somebody digging into the ERP and finding it and then calling back. Um, and you know, depending on how much was going on, that could be instantaneously. I mean, while you're on the phone with them, or it could be, Hey, I can get to that in an hour. Right. And then I'll call you back or I'll get to that later today. So, um, there was a bit of a, there was a bit of a process there. The same with purchase history. So purchase history required a, our guys going into the ERP, you know, getting into the right module, running the right report, going through that PDF. Uh, they wasn't quick and easy to maybe make adjustments to that report. You kind of got what you got. And, uh, now, I mean, they can hop into the app and they can hop into the partner portal, search their grower and look at that invoice and look at that purchase history. I mean, on the fly instantaneously, right? I mean, so it's just at their fingertips really um, without having to go through anybody else or into any other systems to get it. Yeah. And, you know, do you have any examples, I guess, of some of your crop advisors or growers who have started using this tool, who have been Valley customers before um, or have worked with one of your crop advisors that it's changed their behavior or has, you know, made things a little bit easier or more exciting for them yeah you know so uh we have a we had a grower who commented he'd been buying roundup in 30 gallon drums and he'd buy a 30 gallon drum like every other month and he got in there and was looking at his purchase history and he realized like hey i i purchased enough roundup that i could buy it in a tote and i could take advantage of the tote savings like you know buy the bulk get the bulk price and um so he he said, you know, next year, it was too late for this year, but he said, next year, I'm going to buy a tote, right? And I'll just, I'll purchase it once and then I'll use it for the the four or five months that I need it and then return the shuttle and the next year buy another tote. So that was pretty exciting to see, right? I mean, it's exciting to help growers get to tweak things about their operation or make a decision 
And that was something that just, I mean, that was literally within like two days of us rolling that out that that guy called and was like, Hey, I'm going to do this different. Cause you guys help me see that I don't need to buy it every, every month. I'm going to buy, I, I buy enough. I can buy it in a tote. And so that was, that was pretty cool. That was a, that was a good, uh, nice little win for us. Yeah. Do you have a similar, like any kind of small wins or aha moments for any of your craft advisors that have really kind of helped them see and help their peers see that, yeah, this, this really does in a real life scenario, make things a little bit easier. Yeah. So I think probably one of the funnest ones that I've seen so far is uh, we were visiting, we were, it was actually during the training, we were training the crop advisors on purchase history and using the tool. And one of them was looking at one of his customers that was in there and he was going through the months and he goes, Hey, this customer buys like, you know, X amount of dollars in March and then X amount of dollars in April. And then he goes, he bought like nothing from me in May. And then he's back to X amount of dollars in June. And he's like, what happened? He's like, I know where he's like, I know there's stuff that goes on like during that time of year. Like what, where did those sales go? You know? And I think the light bulb moment went off for him. I think he had felt really confident that he was getting hundred percent of that grower's business, but the reality of it was he wasn't right. And he didn't realize he was missing sales. And so he was like, I got to go figure out what's going on here. Right? Like, I, I don't know where that's, where those sales are going. And, uh, so that was, that was pretty cool to see it as well. Right. And that was just, again, that was in the training. So I think there's a ton of opportunity for there for our guys. Um, you know, we're just getting started with that, that piece of the product, but, um, already seeing great, great wins that are happening right out of the shoot, which is really exciting. Sounds like purchase history is kind of a favorite amongst growers and craft advisors for Valley. Is that fair? Definitely. Yeah. I would say that's definitely fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And so, you know, kind of talking a little bit more about that to the craft advisor who didn't necessarily realize that he wasn't at a hundred percent of the business. So how do you see digital tools in general, more specifically the grower portal, increasing that level of engagement between your customer and your um, crop advisors? Yeah. So I, I think um, we've given our guys a great tool as they go to meet with their customers to be ahead of the game. Right. So um, that again, going back to that purchase history, I mean, the ability to go in and view purchases month by month, um, you know, if you're going to go meet with a guy around the first of June, you can know, Hey, in the, in previous years, this is everything you've bought in June. Right. And you can know, here's what you paid for it. And here's what you'll pay for it this year. And here's what I think we should do. Or, you know, in the past you've bought this product, but I really think this year you ought to try this new product. And here's why, um, it gives our guys a tool that from right, you know, right in the palm of their hand, they can quickly and easily prepare for those meetings. And I think the thing that's awesome about it in our business is that, you know, so many of these meetings are impromptu, right? It's very rare that we have a scheduled, like, you know, two weeks from Tuesday, we're going to come sit down with you at nine o'clock in AM or whatever. I mean, those do happen, but so much of it's, Hey, I'm out scouting this guy's field and he swung by and asked me what I, what I see. Or some of, so much of it is I was past the guy's farm and he happened to be out working on a piece of equipment. So I swung in to see how things were going. And, uh, you know, it's pretty easy to, because of those, because of the impromptu, how impromptu those meetings are, it's great that this is available through the app, right? I mean, it's, I'm really glad that it's available to our guys on their phone or on their tablet, because right there over the hood of the pickup or right out there in the field, they can access that information. You know, it's, it's easy to become quickly prepared for that meeting without having to kind of have that panic moment of like, oh man, I should have. I didn't know that this was going to happen, right? I should have got this information ready yesterday. Um, that's all gone now, right? We can, we can figure it out in the field and, and handle those impromptu meetings, you know, very simply. 
and, and feel prepared for them. So I think, um, I think that's a great opportunity for our guys. And I think that, uh, that will help us impress our customers, right? Because we can, we can come to your, we can come to your place. We, you can catch us in the field whenever, however, and we're ready for that conversation. Yeah. Usually when my dad uh, has any free time or it's a rain day, he calls all of his sales reps. He's like, Hey, I got a rain day. Uh, you guys available? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, well, everyone else has a rain day too. So we'll try and, you know, fit you in that, that lineup. Right. So, you know, we have just a few minutes left, Connor. So I've got a couple of questions that I want to um, kind of wrap up with. One that we've seen come in is what does digital and precision ag look like in the next five years? So if you had a crystal ball, what would you say? Yeah. So I, I think uh, kind of continuing along that, that, that theme or that line of thinking, I think we're going to continue to get better at, at being more predictive, right? I think we're going to get better at being in the right spots at the right time. I think we'll see AI and machine learning combined with, you know, sensor data, remote sensing, weather data, you know, th those type of things, um, crop modeling, that's going to get to the point to where it's helping us anticipate and be ready for a problem before we, before we have a problem. And then I see, you know, tools like um, the grower portal really driving the sales piece of it. Right. So if we can anticipate, you know, what's coming down the pipeline, what we, what problems we may be facing, what we need to be dealing with, we can get prepared for that, put a plan in front of a grower and let them know, Hey, you know, this is, this is what we think is coming down the road. This is what we need to, uh, this is what, what we need to do to mitigate that problem. This is what it costs. You know, please just let us know when you'd like to make that order and we'll have it out to your farm and have it ready to, ready to be applied. So that's, that's my anticipation anyway. That's my, that's my, uh, that's what I see in my crystal ball is us getting much more, much better at predicting what's coming down the road. Yeah, no, I think that if we can get to that point, I think it will make efficiencies kind of across the board and would be really neat to, to see happen. Yeah. I had another question come in. Um, what is a practice that you or your team has adopted that you feel has the biggest impact um, on your success as an organization? Yeah, so I think um, for us, probably the practice that we've, we've adopted or implemented is that we're not, we're not afraid to fail. Right. So we, uh, we try to think critically about our business. We're not afraid to disrupt ourselves and try something new. And, and I'll be honest, not all of it has worked. Right. When I first came here in 2016, we had a couple of very high priced drones that we were really excited about. We were going to cover millions of acres with these drones and it was going to be awesome. And we found out really quickly that the wind always seems to be blowing in Idaho and, you know, we could, they were always broken. We couldn't get them in the air. It was just, it was a total disaster, but we, we tried to, you know, fail quick and learn from that and move on and find the next thing that then was going to work. And, you know, while we've had some, while we've had some things that haven't worked, we've had a lot of things that have worked and have uh, proven to be successful for us. So I think that willingness to fail and that understanding that we're probably going to fail and that that's going to be okay um, has been something that's, that's really helped us as an organization. Yeah, I can imagine that those high-priced drones and uh, the windiness probably wasn't the best mix for actually having them do what you hoped that they would do. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was rough. It was. Yeah. It was rough. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Connor, I'm going to ask you our last question of the day. This is how I like to end uh, all the live chats that we're doing. We'll see if your story tops the last one that we had, but. 
what would you have to say is the craziest thing that you have ever done for a customer? We know that, you know, working in agriculture, you guys get a lot of good stories. I think about some of the things my dad has asked his reps to do. So what, what do you got? You know, so I, I've been, I've been thinking about this since the last one, cause I knew you were going to ask me this, right? <laughs> so, um, and I wanted to top Craig, but I'm not sure I can, but, uh, so I think for me, and this is one that I'm kind of proud of, right? Uh, but we, we laugh about this a lot. So we had a customer who came to us and said, hey, I want to do some variable rate fertilizer. I've got a field that I think could really benefit from it. And I've been talking to my crop advisor about it. We think, it, we think it's going to really help us. And we were like, okay, yeah, we got all excited, right? Had never done really much precision stuff before. And so we were thinking, hey, this is great. So uh, we said, okay, well, we need to get some information put together. Like, you know, do you want to do zones? Do you want to do grids? Like, here's the benefits. And he goes, well, I've already got zones. And we go, oh, okay, great. Well, where did they come from? And he goes, well, your competitor came out a few years ago and they drug an EM sled across my field and they put some zones together for me. And I like them because they look right to me. So I, I'd like to use those. And we go, oh, okay, well, yeah, we can handle that. No problem. And we go, can you get us the data? And he goes, oh yeah, absolutely. And we said, okay, that would be great. And so he walked over to his truck and he came back and he handed us a a piece of paper with the zones on it and he goes here they are here's my zones and we're like well do you have do you have any digital copies like could you have a digital copy we could use and he goes no this is all i got this is everything i have and so uh we were able to take those zones we we scanned them in we geo-referenced the picture using some software we have and we're able to retrace the zones and we took them back to him and said does this look right does this, does this look i mean it looks close to us but does it look close to you and he goes oh yeah no that looks good and so we were able to sample and variable rate fertilize off of that. But um, it was just kind of funny. You know, sometimes we think that we're getting very high tech and very, uh, you know, we're, we're into this digital world. And then there's always things that bring us kind of crashing back to the ground, like a, like a piece of paper. Here's the zones. Can you turn this into a variable rate prescription map? So data means something different to everybody, right? <laughs> yes, it does. Yep. Yeah, exactly. But well, I don't think, I don't think that was a bad story, Connor. It was pretty entertaining. And, you know, we'll keep working to see if there's anything more wild that you get asked to do in the near future. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds great. But I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today, Connor. Um, we've had some questions come in that we didn't get to. So um, I'll work to make sure that we can get some of those answers or get Connor connected to you guys who didn't have questions that we got to today. And make sure you tune in for our last webinar in the series, which is in two weeks on July 23rd at 3 p.m. Central Time. We'll have a panel with uh, Tracy Linbo and Alexander Ray Share, where we'll talk about the future of ag retail and really what we see happening in the industry and where we see it going in the next five years. So keep an eye out for that registration. Um, and Connor, thanks again for the time today. Really appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem at all. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning into Ag Trends. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact us with the information in the show notes. See you next time.